to the 9 to 5 Faith podcast. All right, everyone. I am here with my friend Felicity, and I cannot wait for you to hear all the genius she is ready to share with everyone. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing well. It's Ash Wednesday and pouring rain in Chicago and it's cold. So besides that, um, things have been fantastic, Paige. It's a pleasure to be here with you. You too. So can you tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do, what your day looks like, all that stuff, how you spend your time? So um, I am a writer, author, speaker, mentor, mom, wife, stepmom, animal lover, (laughs) cook, chef, maid, And I own a brand called She Is You, which is a brand for midlife women who are looking to reinvent and rediscover who they are. So that's a little bit about who I am. Um, And through all of that, we just, we keep juggling a girlfriend. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) I was talking to a friend and she's like, we don't find balance. We find a harmony. There's no such thing as balance. We can only figure out how the chaos works together. 100% there is no such thing as balance no (laughs) go with the flow yoga Mm -hmm. be damned (laughs) so can you tell me a little bit about um kind of your faith journey and kind of what that has looked like over the past few years yeah that's a a fantastic question so I was um born and raised Catholic and and I think you probably hear that a lot like I was born and raised Catholic we Catholics are either all in on it or we were born and raised and we don't practice. And Mm. so that was the longest part of me. I was born and raised and didn't practice, but it wasn't until God put me on this journey. He was like, I'm really going to make things hard for you because yes. And he put me on a really, really hard journey, really, really hard, painfully, emotionally. Mm. And then the light bulb finally went on and I'm like, okay, so I get it. And that's over the past, I would say, oh God, um, seven or eight years I've been growing my, my faith, um, my relationship with God. Hmm. Um, I, uh, it's beautiful. You know, it's been painful. It's been, um, you know, screaming why, you know, um, people can read about that in my upcoming book and how hard my life has been. Hmm. Um, I feel like, uh, Job if that makes any sense, yeah. if, if yeah. you're familiar. Okay. So people who are familiar with like, that's like how my journey has been like, yeah. why me? Why? And then the light bulb comes on yeah. and then I'm like, okay, so now I understand, but he's like, I'm going to make it a little more tougher for you. And so that's a forgiveness component for my personal story, but that's it. Um, I do go to church to get the Eucharist, but I mostly practice just um, a little bit of here, a little bit of there. I haven't found a place to call home. Yeah. Brick and mortar. Cause right. God's home. This is our temple, right. you know? Yeah. But the brick and mortar I haven't found yet. Yeah. Yeah. And, and where did your company kind of find its way in that journey and is there like a melding of the of the two between your faith and kind of what you do on your day-to-day yes yes yes. so um I'm a survivor of domestic 
abuse, violence, just childhood, whole life has been really bad. Um, so when I left my ex-husband years ago, I made a promise to God that I was going to build a community for women that they could turn to for support and guidance on their own transformational journey. Cause I didn't have that. I really think women need a community that accepts, you know, diversity and all that. Yeah. Um, so with that's where the community component came into. And then how I can service God through that, because that's what I, my next promise with him is we're starting to, we're speaking God language in the community. Mm -hmm. So it's always been more or less that, um, I don't want to say woo or woke language, but it's been, you know, for whatever reason, our culture has made it very uncomfortable for us Christians to be able to speak loudly that I believe in God. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We, we are being punished for that. Mm -hmm. And so I would do universe source, blah, blah, blah. blah. And so my social media manager, she's a Christian gal. And I'm like, let's just start doing it. It's God. Mm -hmm. It's God. And that's my way of, I'm like, I'll push it. And that's what you're doing as well too. And I think that's what we have to keep doing because it's God. Yeah, man, that's, that's so true. And I think too, like that when, when we speak about our experiences, it's received differently by people who are non-believers than like standing on the streets, street corner with a picket sign, right? Like, cause we're speaking from our experience and like, if, if, anyone listening is in sales and marketing, we always know like the heart sells, right? Like your service and product might solve a problem, but why they chose to go with you is because of your story and your heart and your conviction. And I I think that can be like really easily applied to like how people view Christians and in the workplace. Yeah. And yeah. And so what what kind of is a day in the life of Felicity look like in terms of your work, but also like how you incorporate God into, into your work, but also like into your household and your family and your practice and all of that. Yeah. Um, you know, so we are a blended family and I have a 15 year old son that is um on his own discovery of God. He I it is killing me because as a mom, we just want to say, I'm just I'm gonna be true. This is 100 yeah. percent mom language right yeah. here. When when you have a child that is going to fight and resist God and you can see the struggle he's going through, you just want to save your child and just say, just open up the book, put the say a part right. And right. he's like resist resist and so I've had to surrender that and I'm like you're on your own journey buddy I so what I do in my home is I pump Christian (laughs) we have a whole house radio so we have um which by the way I love like Carrie Job and Brandon Lake I'll pump it through the whole house I'm like because my husband doesn't is not he doesn't practice anything he grew up Mm -hmm. Lutheran he doesn't and so I'm like surrounded by a bunch of heathens and I'm like so (laughs) yeah I'm like, we're going to pump it through the, and they, they don't mind it. Yeah. So it's on a continuous loop, mm. which, Hey, I don't mind it, but yeah. I get up 
an hour early every morning and I pop on my AirPods and I turn on Spotify. I'll turn on the Halo app. I'll do that. I'll turn on Spotify. There's a couple uh prayer people that I like on Spotify. I'll do that. And then um the Halo app. And then I do my own personal prayer. So yeah. I get my I get up early in the morning. And I think yeah. when we can start our day with that and ask God to grace us with, with his excellence, mm-hmm. shape me the way I'm supposed to be through his vision, you know, mm-hmm. um, it, for me, it, it, I've, I've noticed a difference, a huge difference yeah. instead of getting up and scrolling through emails. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. One thing that, yeah. um, actually you said Ash, Ash Wednesday. It is Ash Wednesday and it is the beginning of Lent. And one thing that my, we always try, my husband and I try to do the same thing for Lent, the same kind of sacrifice or, um, you know, the same fast for Lent. Um, just so it's like a little bit easier that like, I'm not eating chocolate cake while he gave up sugar. Like, cause that would yeah. just be mean. Um, but what we're doing is no, technology in the bedroom so no phones no tv like i even like my apple watch like nothing no laptops no ipads nothing um not only i i I just wrote a blog about it but like not only does it like help your marriage but also helps your sleep and it will hopefully help your spiritual life to like kind of compartmentalize that one piece. I think so. so. I think so. And you might be on to 40 days of sex. <laughs> like, yeah, you might be changing the midlife woman. <laughs> you know, there you like, go. Well, there's you- actually, so my background's actually in psychology. I have a master's degree in psychology and it is very, very true of people who married couples who don't have like TVs or use their devices in the bedroom have better sex lives and better intimacy than those who use their phones and watch TV in the bedroom. I completely agree with you on that. And my husband, that is one of our marriage and family therapy. That is it. He is like, Mm. I want her off that phone. Mm. That's my way of decompressing. Yeah. 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 So, so, I mean, let's go, let's go there, uh, in a world that is very connected and very online. How do you find time to, um, not only just like in the morning, but how do you find time throughout your day or throughout your week to kind of unplug and like reset with God and like also your relationships with other people? Um, so I, I have my morning routine and then I repeat that in the evening mm. with God. And then, you know, I've always talked to him <laughs> right? as if he's like around, I'm like, Hey dude, like, no, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like what's yeah. going on? Um, but I think when it comes to unplugging, I do my best unplugging in uh, water. So I'm a bathtub mm. girl or a hot tub girl and I have both. So, but there has to be some sort of music, some sort of, I don't want to say other stimulation around, but just where I can just release whatever tension it is. And then for my, you know, the relationships, we, there's no phones for dinner time. Mm. There's no technology for dinner time. It's put your phone away, you know, um, Sundays I am doing the Bible in a year app with, uh, 
yeah, Father Mike through the Hello app. So I take my Sundays um, and that's my Sunday morning. I pop my AirPods on and I do that. So yeah, that's awesome. We are like kindred spirits though, because I love water as well. I like to say like I'm part fish and I have a big bathtub and to be installed soon, a new pool. So, uh, so I feel you of like, it's just like, it's different. Water people know though, like if you're listening to this and you're like, y'all are weird, you're probably not a water person. Exactly. You might be a fire <laughs> element or earth element. Cause I'm an earth element gal too. I love going, I love to hike. I love going through the woods. You know, I, I like that smell. It's very grounding, mm-hmm. but water is so calming and cleansing. And yeah. I mean, well, look what, yeah. I mean, it just, it goes back to the, the I mean, that's where they started baptizing people was in right. water. So for me, I am a water gal, but you're going to love your pool. Yeah. (laughs) I'm excited, but like pools are like extremely expensive. That's something they didn't warn me about as a kid. And all all my neighbors, they all have pools and we don't because also like we don't sit on like 200 grand in our bank account because that's how much pools cost out here. If you want like a semi-decent one, I was like, you know what? I can wait to save up. If any of my neighbors need house sitting, I will gladly house it if I can use their pool. So I have a scary pool story for you. Oh my gosh, let's hear it. (laughs) And this is, this is, so we are in Chicago and we, we were on an acre. So we built this big, Mm. beautiful pool and we're surrounded by all evergreens and we don't Mm. look at a neighbor. And so we keep our pool open. We open it April 21st and we close it at the end of October so we can heat it. Yeah. And so this October, this past October, I mean, we had that baby up to like 90 some degrees. It was like a ginormous hot towel. Yeah. It was amazing. And we all loved it. And then I got my gas bill and it was pushing 2000. And then I just was like, Oh my gosh. Which we knew it was going to happen. I mean, but we like kept seeing it on paper, dollar signs going up in the air and the smoke. But I got to tell you, it was just the best. And we had a really Aww. warm October too. So it yeah. was in the 70. Oh, it was beautiful. See, yeah, out, so- out here in Arizona, we have to actually cool our pools during the yeah. summer because if you don't, it's hot. It's 120 outside and you're swimming and like, 95 degree pool water because it's so hot so we either ice or you have a cooling system yeah exactly oh Mm -hmm. so good though um so so what what are some of the struggles that you encounter when it comes to like practicing your faith and and kind of involving involving that into your business and and into your home life and like how do you make sure you fit it in and how do you make sure that like it stays like centered on the gospel I think you know it's it's in my business um it's in my home as much as I can get it in my home without being a tyrant right I would I would like it more um I think one of the biggest struggles is getting into a pew is, you know, I've made it to a couple Catholic masses and I'm having yeah. a hard time with, with, um, with, with the Catholic church. Yeah. So yeah, I, I really am. It's not the, it's not yeah. the big C it's the little C that right. I'm struggling with. Yeah. Yeah. And I, 
I appreciate your honesty and vulnerability about that though, because that's not an easy thing to admit to, in my opinion. Well, thank you. Cause yeah. I, I'm like, I'm very transparent about it. I mean, yeah. I'm like, your mask is so dry. Yeah. Number one, the mask is dry. Like, why don't you like spice up some of the music? You get a younger crowd in here. And then number two is, are we going to see the fall of the Vatican? Like the, I mean, look at this, yeah. the amount of stuff that the archdiocese have covered up over the yeah. years, over the decades, over the centuries. And so I'm like, who's infiltrated the Vatican? Yeah. I'm sorry. Go there. Uh, yeah. So I don't know if we'll see it in our time, Yeah. Or what, but, um, I do, I have a real hard time. So that's one of my biggest struggles is just finding a brick and mortar place to worship. I think if I could do that, I think you're going to, I'm going to have a bigger sense of community for myself yeah. and for my family and for my son. And that's one of the biggest struggles is finding it because, um, yeah. you know, non-denominational, I think it's pretty, but, um, you know, a Catholic mass is, is beautiful. I mean, yeah. it's, I think there's definitely, um, as, as m- much as this, you know, small teach small C church can be broken because it's run by broken people, right? Like is broken people trying to put it together. I think that like each, you, you know, if you're Catholic or evangelical, I think they each have like their own, like beautiful elements to it. And I actually, I actually worked in Ireland for a while with a, um, with a ministry out there that was working to, you know, minister to the kids, um, kind of like, like their equivalent of like high school aged kids. And what was really beautiful as this ministry was going forward was that it was ultimately non-denominational in the fact that, or I guess like (laughs) undenominational. Yeah. So like it didn't, it didn't associate itself with the Catholic church or with a Protestant church. It was Unitarian. Yeah. Very neutral in that approach. And that was actually, that allowed them to reach so much, so many more people in their ministry. Um, because they said, you know, like they agreed on the big, the big list of things, you know, the Jesus, the, the Trinity, you know, there's agreement there and, and the rest, you know, can be figured out within your own heart. Um, mm-hmm. but, but it opened up so many doors to be able to like, kind of stand, straddle that line, I guess. Yeah. I, I agree completely. Yeah. 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 And I, and I hear what you're saying too, with, with finding community. And I think that like, I hear you and I I hear what you're saying is like one, one is not easy to find community and find those people. Um, But also like, I hear the desire to do that within you Mm -hmm. when you're talking about it. Have you had, have you had kind of a a glimpse or like a taste of a really powerful or strong community within, within the church? I have never Wow. I know I have Mm. never, and I've watched so many Hallmark movies and I, I have never, you know, I just, I haven't. And I don't know if that's just, I wasn't, you know, sometimes we are closed off to certain things. I could have been closed 
off. I haven't maybe found the right time that it wasn't the right place. Yeah. You know, so I'm exploring out here in my area and, um, you know, I've connected with some really great women Mm -hmm. throughout some of the churches because there's a wonderful um, Unitarian church right down the street with me. Um, Beautiful uh, female pastor that's reforming prisoners Mm -hmm. and everything. Yes. Yeah. It's so close. Yeah. Yeah. There is a block that I have. Mm -hmm. There's some. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think it's beautiful though, because like, even though, and, and forgive me if I'm like mischaracterizing yeah. what you're saying, but like, even though you haven't experienced this kind of community, like you still feel a sense of being drawn to the need for community. And I think that's a really interesting, like, uh, a really interesting highlight of the human experience is that we're designed to do it together. Mm -hmm. 110%. Yes. And and I think when we have our faith, depending on what kind of, because to bring it back, we're talking about work and like how our work intersects with our faith. I think that you, you were saying your social media manager is a Christian, but then there's also those people who are not believers who we encounter every single day. I would say I encounter more unbelievers than I do in my regular life at work. I, yeah, we're seeing a lot of that, to be honest with you. Yeah. And you, you respect it. I respect it. I, yeah. yeah. And can you talk more about that experience for you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had a social media manager. I absolutely love her. Um, she does more stuff on the side and I, I don't think there's a relationship with God because um, she's kind of made mention on, um, the verbiage that we are switching to. And she said, it's going to offend the people that aren't. And I said, well, it's going to attract the people that I want to attract. And you have to think, yes. Um, you know, I am very spiritual. I am spiritually gifted. I am. Yes. So I, I can see both sides of the spectrum, Right. But I'm, I'm going to do it my way and they're going to do it their way. And there is no right or wrong. But mm-hmm. if you are feeling empty, feeling lost, feeling unfulfilled, there's a reason for that. And yeah. my relationship with God has completely turned that around. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's so true. And, and what I see, especially, I mean, it literally happened last week. So I, it's like really opportune that we're talking about this, but for me last week, I I don't know what I was looking at a video or something on Facebook of a video. And it was talking about Christians and I made the mistake of going to read the comments. And, uh, if you are in a negative place, stay away from the comment section because it is not a good place that fosters positivity. And I was reading through it and I was like, I was like so heartbroken of like what people write in these comment sections are kind of like the revelation of their true feelings and their true Mm -hmm. selves. While they might not say that to you in a cubicle, they're saying it online. And I got really disheartened. Um, And then the Asbury, are you familiar with what's happening at Asbury University? So, and that's happening. And I like kind of compared the two and I was like, we are so hungry for God, like, but 
most of our culture does not know what to call it. Or they suppress it because what happened to yeah. Kanye? I'm sorry. That too. <laughs> I'm going to go there. I, <laughs> yeah. We, it's, we are suppressing it. We are yeah. suppressing it and suppressing it and suppressing it. And it's become such bad juju to speak that we, I am proud to say that I am a Christian. I believe in God. Um, it is. I mean, there are images of women protesters during the, the abortion thing. And I don't even want to go there with right. what's right or wrong. I'm just, the signs that they were holding up was just, it was grotesque and it wasn't coming from a place of love. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I yeah. think for me, God's intention, if you are following him or following the word, it's, it's out of a place of love yeah. and we're not seeing that today. Yeah. And the comments are scary. Yeah, it was, it was brutal and I have learned my lesson. Um, but it also gave me kind of a glimpse into the battle that's even happening like in the spiritual realm for us mm-hmm. and for people who are believers and people who are not believers and, and that battle that is going there. And I was even in the workplace, I work in a very kind of corporate environment and like, there's been many times where I hit my knees and I'm like, God, I don't know how to respond to this in a way that is honoring to you, but also that reflects you in, in these examples. And I think that's some, sometimes really difficult. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What would your coworkers say? How would they react? Yeah. And, and being put in situations where you're obligated to reply or to answer in a certain realm, but also you're like, that's not God honoring in, in, in my faith. And I think that's something that like people struggle with and something, you know, your social media manager kind of called out is like, here's going to be people who are turned off by this. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you're meant to like, just change that. And I think we have, there's an opportunity there. Yeah. I mean, we, we see what's going on in the world and you know, we can hunker down and just pray or we can be willing to stand up for what we believe in. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and so what I kind of wanted to circle around about is one, I have like so many logistical questions. Like my marketing mind is kicking in and it's like, when did you make this change on your social media and what have your metrics and change, like what have your social media metrics looked like since you made this change and have you seen an improvement in, in being more upfront about what you believe in? Um, is social media engagement. Yes. I have seen yeah. an improvement metrics. Um, I had to fire that person. So I don't mm-hmm. know yet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I, got I, I, yeah. I got you. I got you. I was just going to say, (laughs) when I found that out, I'm like, oh my God, I got to talk to her Um, because I do, I want more of it. I I, I want more of it. I do. And I would like to pair up and, and collaborate with, um, some wonderful women that I see on Instagram, like, um, she who worships, there's bands out there that I'm seeing 
you yeah. know, my goal, Paige, is to be out there speaking to communities of, of just groups of midlife women, yeah. letting everybody know that, you know, what you're going through right now, it's okay. There's no shame to feel about it. Mm-hmm. We all have a story. We all have a struggle, but we do it together. Mm-hmm. And that togetherness was brought to you from, yeah. Yeah. Our, yeah. And I would love to pair with some of the yeah, the, the the I think it's called She Who Worships or something like that. It's you know, yeah, one of those yeah. accounts. Yeah. So going into like what you do a little bit more, like why midlife women? Like what well, is I'm, what is significant about that sector of women? Well, I am one. Number yeah. one. <laughs> I'm um so at 42, I had my awakening. I had mm-hmm. my earth shattering like what the hell happened I was raised like how my family is like what and I um went through some intense intense really good therapy surrounded by some really great therapists and shamans and um I went back to my roots in Mexico to do some healing Mm. part of my spiritual gifts I have the, the ability to see past life stuff with me. So I was able to go back to Mexico and work with shamans and I work current shamans here. And, um, I think with midlife women, when we do hit that point at 42, we start to open our eyes and realize like, I'm not everything that made me happy that it's not your eyes are open. You're realizing that, especially in our generation, we were trained to just do it all. Mm-hmm. And we've hurt a lot of women climbing that corporate ladder. So there's a yeah. lot of feminine going on right now, currently too. Yeah. And so we're backing off and we're, we're finding side hustles and yeah. And a lot of us are just learning to set healthy boundaries, expectations, and just starting to dabble in new adventures. And yeah. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. I'm talking about the corporate ladder. <laughs> um, and I'll add this with the caveat of, I know Jesus can do anything he wants. So if he wants to be in the corporate space, he will be in the corporate space. But in the regular American kind of business corporation, as it currently stands, do you think there's room for Jesus? That's sad. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It is. Because the answer is probably no. Yeah. It it really is. Yeah. Yeah. When you think of yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. And and how and how do does Jesus show up? You know, I'm I I'm reaching out to a bunch of people to get, you know, all walks of life on this podcast of like all different backgrounds. Um but with the common thread of like, they believe in Jesus and I'm hoping to get some human resource professionals and some employment lawyers on here because like, I, I don't think it's happening so much now, but I, I I can see it happening in the future of where it's going to be silenced. And that's hard and, and scary of, you know, not being able to talk about your who you are. It's not even your faith because 
when we are in Jesus, we are a new creation and he lives in us. And so not being able to be who you are in Jesus in the workplace is unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think you need some rebel rousers. <laughs> yes. I, I'm like that. Yeah. You're, you're like triggering my, my, you know, rebel in me. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm blaring that in my little cubicle and you're going to yank me out. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I would hope not. I would hope yeah. I would not, especially with where we're shifting because we are spiritually shifting into a new, that's a whole other conversation, but we are spiritually shifting. The earth is shifting. Things are happening. I think we're, you know, I have faith. Yeah. I do. I really do. I have faith. And I'm going to tell you when it gets bad, the old saying, there are no atheists in a foxhole. Mm. Yeah. And sometimes God has to rock our foundation hard before people yeah. open their eyes. And it, we've had many years of just good times. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, we're going to make it hard. Yeah. 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 And cause in the heart is where you find Jesus. I'm actually, yeah. I'm actually working on a book of like how to find Jesus in the easy, because I feel like that's where most, most people struggle with their faith or struggle with the intentionality of their faith is when things are going good. I got to think about that. That's good. That's nice. <laughs> you know, it all starts at home and then we yeah. lose it because we just become our own individual self. Right. So it really is your own personal journey. Um, and I, yeah. I, I'd like to think too, you're seeing kind of this, not uprising, I wouldn't put it there yet, but kind of this merging of, of Christians. And I, I guess I would just say like, moral Christians who are stepping up into the place that had a very hard boundary line before. And they're, they're stepping over and kind of crossing that of like, we don't need just more Christians. We need more Christ Christian business leaders mm -hmm. because then through that, they're able to operate their business in an ethical and moral way and allow for their employees to have the freedom to be able to practice their faith. I've got somebody for you to interview. So my chiropractor, yeah. I yeah. go and see a chiropractor. So we won't forget this. We'll, okay. I will connect you. And I love walking into that office because the Christian music is playing. You'll hear yeah. some of the employees going, oh my God, I can't take it anymore. And we can freely speak about whatever. Yeah. Politics, COVID, just it's freedom, but I'm telling you there yeah. it's a small business. It's yeah. And maybe that's where we need to put the money in, but I walk yeah. in there and they are not afraid mm -hmm. to talk about it, to listen to it. And I don't see any uncomfortable, um, people besides a couple employees and I don't even yeah. know if they're still there anymore, to be honest with you. So yeah. yeah My hairstylist was the same way where she, she had, she has since sold her business, which I am like heartbroken about. Cause I'm like, I have to go find someone else. Like this, this does not keep itself up. I have to, I need someone with professional help, but she was the same way where 
anyone was able to talk about everything and um, would always have worship music playing on in the background. And like, you knew what you got when you went there, but also it's a very successful business and she sold it and, you know, it's still successful. And so, yeah, I think we just need more Christian business owners to be able to, um, to, we need to raise them up to be able to help just sustain faith in the workplace. I think so. And not be afraid. Cause that was me as I, I struggled with the fear part of it. Oh my God, I'm going to put this out. I'm going to write an article about this. Oh my God. I'm going to, and then it was, um, a deeper epiphany that I had talking to God that I'm like, okay, I'm going to serve you this way. Mm. You have gotten me this far and have given me these amazing gifts through my trials and tribulations. I can serve you this way by speaking it to women. Yeah. And so for, for me, it was really fear-based. And then I was just like, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and two, I think that when we step into a spirit of boldness, we realize that those who we were, those who would be offended they don't really know you because mm-hmm. I think like even I fall into this trap a lot of kind of watering down my faith especially when I'm like in at work and everything of like I don't want to talk about it as boldly as I know I can and it's it's really for fear that I'm going to be pocketed into a certain bucket And people will see the label and put me in that bucket when really the truth is if they know me and they know my heart, I probably don't fit in that bucket. Yeah. Most of us don't. Yeah. The only people you, the people in the bucket are the people you see on the news. And that's why you think the people in the bucket go there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Like the stereotypes that, that we encounter. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. That's very, that's very interesting. (laughs) yeah um so to kind of wrap up this conversation I always like to ask my guests what is one thing that our listeners can do to implement implement a faith building practice or discipline into their life what can they walk away with today one thing that we can do yeah talk to God just talk just start by talking that's it it simply has to just start with talking. Um, and and I think from there, it usually just kind of grows. It flourishes. If you start talking, you know, we want to um, live in his excellence, yeah. you know, that's yeah. that be groomed into his excellence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so powerful. That's so powerful because I think people think that when we talk about a relationship with Jesus and a relationship with God, People miss out, like, what do you do in a relationship? You hang out with them. You spend time with them. You learn about the other person. They learn about you. Of course, God knows everything about you, but there's there's this give and take in the relationship. And it's not just like, yeah, he knows everything about me. It's like, okay, what do I know about God? And do I talk to him? Yeah, uh, yeah. And dive into the scriptures. I mean, you're talking to right now, somebody who was a Catholic because she had to be, 
-hmm. and just didn't have a relationship with him for a long time. And then finally started to, and dive into the scripture, poke around, do your own homework. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. I mean, if anything, if, if you were that uncertain about who he or she is, it's a he in my eyes, mm-hmm. you know, um, just poke around, dive into the scripture. I got to tell you, there's some great podcasts out there. There's some great apps out there. Um, Jeff Cavins is awesome. He has helped me understand the scriptures. I usually have to listen and then go to YouTube. Right. And he's helped define the difference between, you know, living in his excellence. Yeah. There's no ego, no ego, no I in that. I yeah. That. Thank you so much, Felicity, for joining us. It's it was so fun. fun. You're been beautiful. Awesome. It was great. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's been awesome. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Thanks for joining us. If you liked what you were listening to, make sure you subscribe and hit those five stars. 